bit cooler weather, huh, the last day or so? Came with a little rain, but I'll take it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's go ahead and open up our Bibles this morning to the book of Exodus. Exodus in chapter 4 this morning, starting in verse 1. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 1. And I want us to take a look at Moses became Pastor Moses. I want to kind of take a look at this time in Moses' life where God is beginning to inform Moses that he wants to use his life, that he wants to use it in a way to impact world to impact the children of Israel and to bless God's people and one thing is we I want you to know that God has saved you but he also wants to use you in order to bless other people amen each and every one of us God has got a great purpose for our lives he's got a calling for our lives there's a reason why he saved us amen out of that darkness out of that miry clay amen obviously so we can have salvation and we can spend eternity in heaven amen in the presence of the lord but also because god wants to use our lives in an effective way and this is going to be the start of a series and i'm going to call it servanthood series but let's take a look real quick at moses this morning starting in chapter four in verse 1, and the word of the Lord reads, And then Moses said, What if they will not believe me or listen to what I say? For they may say, The Lord has not appeared to you. The Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? And he said, A staff. Then he said, throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. But the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand and grasp it by its tail. So he stretched out his hand and caught it and it became a staff in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has appeared to you. The Lord furthermore said to him, now put your hand into your bosom. So he put his hand into his bosom and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. And then he said, put your hand into your bosom again. So he put his hand into his bosom again. And when he took it out of his bosom, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. He goes on to say in verse 8, if they will not believe you or heed the witness of first sign, they may believe the witness of the last sign. But if they will not believe even these two signs or heed what you say, then you shall take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground and the water which you take from the Nile will become like blood on the dry ground. And then Moses said to the Lord, please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither recently nor in past, 
nor since you have spoken to your servant. For I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. And the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes him mute or deaf or seen or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now then go. Somebody say go. And I even I will be with your mouths and teach you what you are to say. But he said, please, Lord, now send the message by whomever you will. Let me pray this morning as we get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity to come together and worship. Father, I thank you, Father, for these men and women that you're raising up and that you've called according to your purpose, God, to do something great for the kingdom of God. And Lord, as you're preparing them, as you've called them, God, I know that, God, that you will do what it is that you set out to do. So, Father, I just pray, God, that they walk away here with a word of encouragement this morning, my King. To be encouraged, Lord Jesus, for you are worthy, Jesus. Forgive us for all of our sins, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would give the Lord another hand, praise this morning. Amen. Amen. As they put my topic up on the board, this is, a, like I said, the beginning of a servanthood series. And what my title is this morning is, What's in Your Hand? What's in Your Hand? And one thing I want to share with each and every one of you this morning is that God is wanting to do something awesome And something powerful in each and every one of your lives. But in order for him to do that, it starts by us being willing to give to God what we have in our hand. And so I'm going to ask you today, what is in your hand? And as we look here in the scriptures in chapter 4, I love... What happens right here in verse 2, as God is beginning to speak to Moses, God came and addressed Moses through a burning bush. And God began to reveal to Moses the call that he had for his life, the purpose that he had for his life. And Moses, amen, began to come and look at all of the things where he was inadequate, all the areas where he, amen, lacked or wasn't capable or, amen, all the areas where he, amen, wouldn't be able to accomplish. And he began to look at what he didn't have and, amen, what he hadn't experienced and all these various things, amen. And then we look in verse 2 right here as he puts it on the board, amen, and the Bible says, the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? And he said, a staff. Next verse. And then he said, throw it on the ground. And so he threw it on the ground. And it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. But the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand and grasp it by his tail. So he stretched out his hand. He caught it, and it became a staff in his hand. See, I want you to look at this today, because when we're talking about what happened here, 
The staff that was in Moses' hand, amen, there was nothing special about that staff, amen. There was nothing within the, the staff or the, the stick within itself, amen, that was special, amen. It was just another stick, but what was significant about it, amen, is it was what Moses had in his hand. See, one thing I want you to realize is God didn't ask Moses to give him something that he didn't have. Moses took what it was. I mean, God took what it was that Moses had and he showed Moses, amen, that he was going to begin to use it in order to be effective in the kingdom of God. Can I get an amen? Amen. And how many of y'all know all of us, each and every one of us can make a long list of all the things that we don't have or all the things, the areas where we're lacking. I know each and every one of us could come up with all kinds of things, amen, that we don't have. Maybe we don't have enough money or maybe we don't have enough experience or maybe we don't have enough education, amen. Or maybe we don't have this and that, amen, or enough time, amen. And the list can go on and on. But one thing about it is God never directs our attention to what we don't have, amen. But to what we do, even if it seems small, can I get an amen? See, I want you to realize this today because we're talking about servanthood and God wants you to begin to realize that he saved you for a purpose and a reason, amen, in order to use your life to make an impact in the kingdom of God, amen. Yes, not everybody will be a pulpit preacher, but God has got a purpose and a calling, amen, and a destiny for each and every one of us. Somebody say, God is good. But the thing about it, amen, is that the reason why God was able to use what Moses had because Moses was willing to surrender it unto the Lord so that he could use what he had. So it's not necessarily about what we have, but it's about what we're willing to surrender. Now, I want to bring your attention for just a moment. I want you to remember a story about a little widow woman whose husband had died and left her in debt. Amen. And how how many of y'all know in the story they talk about how they were coming to take her two sons as bond slaves in order to be able to work off her debt. And she called the prophet of God. Amen. And how many of y'all know when the prophet of God came to her, he didn't run down a list of all the negatives in her life. Amen. He didn't bring attention to everything that was lacking. Are y'all with me today? But this is what he said. He said, what do you have in your house? Somebody say, what do I have in my house? What do you have, amen, that you can put in your hand? And this is what she said. She said, I have nothing but a little pot of oil. And then the prophet said, use what you have in your hand. And he says, go and borrow empty vessels, then take this little pot of oil and pour it into them until they're full and then set them aside. 
And how many of y'all know she obeyed the man of God? She obeyed the prophet. And she went. This is a woman that went, amen, from having nothing. Hello, somebody. To having more than enough. She went from being in debt, amen, to being profitable. She went from being helpless, amen, to being helpful, amen. She went from stressing to blessing. Can I get an amen? And the reason why is because she was willing to use what she had in her hand. See, I want you to realize this today because God gave us everything that we need in order to get the job done. Can I get an amen? We have just, amen, what we need to use. We just have to use it. You know, scientists say this. They say that there's very few human beings who ever use over 10% of their brain. Which means that there's 90% of their brain that's wasted, right? But how many of y'all know you and I, amen, we've got to be willing to use... What we have to the best of our ability before we're going to get more. And even though what we have seems small. And what we have seems weak and insignificant. Amen. Does anybody feel like that sometimes? I want you to know that's okay. Amen. That's okay. Because God's designed it so that. We must have to be connected to him in order to be effective. Are y'all with me today? See, the difference is, is the power of God. See, it's not our ability. It's not our knowledge. It's not our brain size. It's not your talent. It's not the size of your gift or the beauty of your gift that matters. Amen. All that matters is how much is God. Amen. In the midst of your situation. How much is God? Have you given what's in your hand? Amen. How much is God is in your stick? Amen. With your rod. Are y'all with me today? Amen. And when you can give it to God and God gets in it, something begins to happen supernaturally. Amen. Something Something powerful begins to be released in your life. Amen. But you just have to realize the power of God. And you have to begin to surrender what you've got to God. And watch God begin to move in your life in a mighty way. If you'll just give Him what's in your hand. Don't worry about what you got. Are y'all with me today? He can take a little and do a lot with it. He can take every area that you're lacking, amen, and make up for it supernaturally through the power of God. The Bible says when we are weak, he is strong. Are y'all with me today? Our confidence is not in us, but our confidence is in God. And when we can hand him what's in our hand and we can surrender it to God, God will do amazing things with it. When we can give God our life, amen, and we can put it in his hand, he can do amazing things with it. In spite of what you think, in spite of your background, in spite of all that stuff, even your bank account, can I get an amen? And when we're talking about a stick or a rod, the rod or the stick represents that which you have. That you can surrender to God. 
Because when God gets in it, how many of y'all know it's enough? When God gets in it, it'll surprise you. See, Moses, the Bible says Moses fled from before his rod when it turned into a serpent. See, I want you to know this. The anointing is the supernatural power of God operating through the natural in order to produce results that are humanly impossible. Are y'all with me today? Some of us, we get scared when God begins to move in our lives. Look what happened to Moses right here, amen, in verse 3, if you'll put it up there one more time, maybe five more times, I don't know. And then he said, throw it on the ground, so he threw it on the ground, and it became a serpent, and Moses fled from it. But the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand and grasp it by its tail. And so he stretched out his hand, and he caught it, and it became a staff in his hand. But just like Moses, who had never seen his rod do anything like that before. Amen. When God gets in the thing, it can scare some people. Amen. Are you all with me today? You know, I want you to bring back to your memory for a moment a story. Amen. About how God got in, into a rock one time. And he caused a river to flow out of it. And that river, amen, quenched the thirst of one to three million Israelites, amen. God got in a donkey and he caused it to speak and rebuke a rebellious prophet, amen. God got into an axe head of iron and it caused it to swim up to the top of the waters so that the young prophet could reach out his hand and take hold of it, amen. God got into a little pot of oil and he caused it to multiply it until it met every need and provided an abundant overflow, amen. God got into a rock and a piece of leather and he brought down the Philistine champion, Goliath. Are y'all with me today? God got into Aaron's rod. And it budded and it blossomed and it produced almonds overnight. Amen. God got into a box called the Ark of the Covenant. Are y'all with me today? And then the power of God was in that place in the presence of God. Are y'all with me today? Thank you, Lord. And how many of y'all know even with the Ark of the Covenant, nobody would know by looking at the outside. Hello. All it was was a wood box. But there was such a valuable treasure inside. Some of you may look tore up from the floor up. You know, you might be missing a few teeth or have buck teeth or have one bad eye. I don't know. Praise the Lord. But it doesn't matter by looking at the outside. Come on now. I've seen some of the greatest men of God, amen, and when you look at them in the natural, you wouldn't think, amen. Are y'all with me today? But when God gets inside, there's something powerful that begins to happen. And I want you to know that just like God had chosen, amen, to put his presence in that box, in that ark, amen. In the same way, in the same fashion, today God has chosen to place His presence and His glory in human tents. The Bible says in our bodies are the temple of God. Amen. Amen. 
But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us, the Bible says. It's not of you. It's of the power of God that's in you. Come on, somebody. Amen. And when you begin to surrender yourself to God, you'll be amazed at what God will do through your life. He'll begin to blow your mind. Amen. He'll begin to make the impossible possible. Amen. And he'll take you places further than you could ever begin to imagine. And he'll use you in ways more than you ever anticipated. Amen. If you'll just let God get a hold of what's in your hand. Can I get an amen? God is good, amen? But it was only when Moses released his rod to God. Some of us are holding on to our lives. Some of us are holding on to things. Holding on to them. It was only when Moses released it to God that the power came into it. Somebody say, it's time to release. It was only as Moses released it to God, amen, and it's only as we surrender ourselves to God that this power will be manifested through us. There's reason why people walk around powerless, because they haven't surrendered themselves to God. But when you surrender it, quit holding on to it. A closed fist can't get fed. You've got to have it open. And the good thing about it, when God takes it, he'll give it back. Amen. And give it back even better. And give it back even more. Come on, somebody. He says, I came to give life and life abundantly. But you've got to lay it down. Amen. You've got to lose it in order to gain it, says the Lord. And he'll take it and he'll multiply it. And he'll tape it and he'll excel it and he'll take it, amen, and he'll elevate it, amen, and he'll take it and he'll bless it, amen. Come on, somebody, but you've just got to get it and put it in his hands and trust him, amen, and watch him begin to move. Even Moses, amen, felt inadequate. It's amazing what God does, amen. The Bible says that he takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Are y'all with me today? But how many of y'all know too many times, unfortunately, we're unwilling to give up what we have? Hello. We want to hold on to what we have. We want to hold on to what we know. We want to hold on to what we understand. We want to hold on to what we're comfortable with, hello, and what we've learned upon and had control of for so long. That's the greatest thing in the whole world, is to give God complete control of your life, to give God control of your finances, to give God control of your talents and your gifting, and to even give God control of your time. There's nothing like living by faith, amen? It's the greatest thing you could ever have. First of all, amen, you're going to live a little longer because it's going to take some of that anxiety and that stress up off your life. 
You just have to be in place. And you just have to surrender. And you just have to let God do what God does. Are y'all with me today? See, God is wanting to give us something new. He's wanting to give us something greater. But you have to be willing to let go of what you have. Amen. And you've got to begin to trust God with what's in your hand. You've got to trust God with your stick. Amen. With your rod. Amen. Because before God could fulfill his promise to Abraham that all the nations of the earth would be blessed in his seed. He asked for his seed back first. Are y'all with me today? Are y'all? Oh, come on, somebody. Abraham trusted God with his seed. Isaac. Amen. And God gave him Jesus and everyone who trusts in his blood to save us. Are y'all with me? today amen but today amen the seed of Abraham because of Abraham was willing to give what he had to God and as a result you and I are blessed today amen are you willing to give your seed to God are you willing to trust him are you willing to give your life to God the people that do they're blessed and they get God takes them far the people that don't Amen. I see them struggle, unfortunately. If there's anything that I got right, it was giving my life to God. Being available, being willing. I want you to know God is a God that you can trust. You can trust Him with your life. You can trust Him with your relationships. You can trust Him with your time. You can. You can trust Him with your talents and your abilities. God's never going to ask you to give up something if He ain't going to give you something better. He's going to ask us to give up, amen, our place here on this earth, but he's going to give us something better. It's called heaven. Come on, somebody. He's going to ask us to give up this body, but guess what? It's okay. He's going to give us something better. It's called a glorified body. Come on now. Y'all need to grab a hold of that right now. If you feel like you're having to give up something, amen, it's okay. God's going to. Either take it and improve it and give it back to you, or he's going to give you something better. And how many of y'all know, every time that Moses stretched out the rod, it was a type of speaking the word out of the believing heart. And so just as Moses and the rod were God's instrument, for bringing his power against Egypt and setting the Israelites free. We today are God's instruments to afflict Satan's kingdom. To bind the enemy of the souls of men and women who are set them and to set them free by the power of the Holy Ghost. Are y'all with me today? But one of the greatest problems that believers have, amen, is we have the tendency to underestimate what we have, amen. Are y'all with me today? I have just enough oil, amen, just enough, amen, for one meal, amen, just enough for one cake, said the widow. I have just a, a little pot of oil, said the widow woman, amen, who is in debt and in danger of losing her sons to a life of slavery, amen. 
I've got just a little bit of faith, but guess what? The Bible says, amen, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, amen, that you can move mountains. Can I get an amen? I've got just a little bit of time, but if you'll take that time and you'll give it to God, God will do wonders with it, amen. I've just got a little bit of energy, but if you'll take it, give God that energy, He'll take it and use it, amen. I've got just a little bit of resources. Come on. But if you'll take it and give it to God, hello, somebody. Y'all remember the story about that lad, amen, that had two fish and five loaves of bread. Are y'all with me today? But God took it and he fed 5,000 with it. David, a little shepherd boy. All he had was a rock and a slingshot. That's it. A rock and a slingshot. And God used it in order to kill Goliath. Come on. I don't know what kind of Goliath you have in your life, what kind of giants you have in your life, but all it takes is just a little bit. Don't worry about what you have. Just worry about giving it to God. Just worry about surrendering it to the Lord. You know, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the story about Samson, amen. Samson was assaulted by the Philistines. And how many of y'all know there was no superior weapon that could be found at that time? There was no quality design of weapon being found. And he started looking around for something. He looked for anything that he could use. Come on. He looked for anything that he could use, and all he found was the jawbone of, an, of a donkey, the jawbone of an ass, the Bible says, and how many of y'all know the Bible says that with it he slew a thousand men? And you say, well, what made that jawbone Samson's weapon of choice? Not because, it's, uh, uh, not because of what it was, amen. Not because that's what everybody else was using. But the reason was is, number one, because that's all he had. That's what was there. Number two, it was available. Hello, somebody. And number three, it was within reach. Are y'all with me today? And if you want God to use your life, you've got to be there. You've got to be available. Amen. You've got to be within his reach. And if you are, God will use you. Amen. In order to slay demons, in order to overcome the devil. Amen. In order to win souls for the kingdom of God. You just got to be available and willing and surrendered. Amen. And within God's reach. And God will use your life. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're capable of. I don't care where you come from. God will use your life if you'll surrender. Render it to him. So quick, tell the devil to be quiet. You say, I'm not capable. Baloney. It ain't you. It's God that's going to work through you. That's one thing I understood. It was the power of God. I didn't have confidence in Raymond. I had confidence in the power of God. I didn't have confidence in my, in my ability to preach. I had confidence in the power of God. And as long as I stay, I'm confidence in the power of God. God will continue to move. But without it, I'm nothing. Just a natural man. But with the power of God. Because I was willing to give God what was in my hand. When my wife and I first started ministry, we didn't have hardly nothing. 
She was working a job for $10 an hour as a medical assistant. We were living in an apartment complex full of cockroaches. But we had a whole lot of faith, and we loved God with everything that we had. And then they offered us, they said, we want you to do, we want you to open up a church. Okay, praise the Lord. Here's $500. And I spent that on gas and diapers and food for people that we were reaching. Because the people that we were helping, they needed help themselves. Are you all with me today? But how many of y'all know God will take a little and he'll do a lot with it? He said, if you're faithful in little, I'll make you ruler over much. The question is, are you able and willing to be faithful with little? And it starts by being faithful with your life. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses as a fire in the bush, what made God choose to manifest through a bush? Are you all with me today? It wasn't that it was a special kind of wood or a beautiful bush that people would go miles out of their way just to look at. The answer is this. It was available. Come on, somebody. But you just can't You can't say, you know what, I don't want to live my life for myself anymore. I want to live my life for God. Because I want to be a servant of the Lord. Because I want my life to count for something. I want it to count for something. Come on. You got to get to where you want your life to count for something. Not so that people can say, look at me, but so that, amen, you have eternal, amen, impact. So that you can say, you know what, I, I use my life in order to reach people, amen, in order to serve, amen, in order, amen, to impact eternity. Come on, somebody, in order to do something, amen, that was going to change the world. Even if it's as small as, amen, cleaning the bathrooms, praise the Lord, amen, or making sure the ACs are on, or making sure the chairs are set, or making sure those kids, amen, are taught, amen, and overseen, amen, so that the people can receive the word of God, amen, or to make sure, amen, that the presence of God is here through prayer and worship, amen, or whatever it may be, whatever, even just having a smile and greeting the people when they walk through the door, they know that they're welcome and that they're wanted here and that they're in a place, amen, where the love of God is here and the family of God is here whatever it may be amen in your life none of it is insignificant amen and when you put it in the Lord's hands I don't care who you are amen God will use it in a mighty way because there's a lot of people out there just like we were that were hurting and broken and lost amen amen and they need amen people amen they need the love of God and they need amen a family of God I hope we don't ever get to a point where we get comfortable enough and complacent enough, amen, to where we just want to stay within these four walls. That's a sad day. We don't want anything to change. We don't want these people coming in here messing up our stuff. I hate to say it, but there's people in the churches that think that way. 
Are y'all with me today? We don't want anything to happen to anything. No, the kids can't. We don't want a lot of kids because they make messes. And then you wonder why the church is dying with you. Now, I don't like messes. I like clean stuff. But kids make messes. Amen? Lots of them. And they don't tend to clean them up. <laughs> Especially not in 2019. They need to come up with a video game about, like, the cleanest house or something. <laughs> Praise the Lord with the cleanest heart. But that, that bush was available. Now I want you to take a moment. I want you to, just like that rod was used, I want you to look at your neighbor and I want you to say, any old stick will do. Hello. It can even be old. Somebody say, well, I'm getting up in age. Well, praise the Lord. Any old stick will do. <laughs> Amen. You may not have any branches or any leaves or any hair or nothing. That's all right. Any old stick will do. Look at Moses whenever God used him. He was old. Hello. He wasn't no young spring chicken. Amen. Are y'all with me today? You know, I believe that many of God's people have been defeated in life because we've begun to allow the enemy to cause us to despise our gift or our talent. And like the servant who went out and buried his one talent, many have buried their talents because it seems so weak or so small or so insignificant. But I'm here to tell you today, amen, the Holy Spirit's telling you, amen, that it's time to dig up that hidden talent and it's time to put it in the master's hands. It's not too late. You're still breathing. Come on. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. You're still breathing. It's not too late. You need to dig up, amen, that talent that you buried because the enemy came in and told you that you would never be nothing. You would never do nothing. You had missed your turn. It was too late, amen. You missed, amen. The, the devil is a liar. Come on, somebody. He just wants to tell you that so that you won't put it in the hands of the master, the man with the master plan, amen. The worship team can come. You know, I want you to look at all the various things that God did with, with a stick, amen. Look what God did with the jawbone of a donkey. Look what he did with a slingshot and a rock. Look what he did with two fish and five loaves of bread, amen. My question to you today, saints, is what's in your hand, amen. Are y'all with me today? You know, here in the home, we learned, amen, 
We take whatever we got, amen, and we go and make a meal out of it. Can I get an amen? And we're going to feed the, the army with it. Ain't that right? Amen. We'll make meatball sandwiches and meatball pizza and meatball spaghetti and eggs and meatballs. Whatever it is that God has put or is going to put in your hands will be used in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost to build the kingdom of God. If it's a song, you're going to sing, praise the Lord. If it's a testimony, you're going to give it. If it's hospitality, if that's your gift, amen, you're going to use it to bless others. If it's a desire to call others, encourage them, amen, and lift them up, then you're going to do it in Jesus' name, amen. You know, there's many gifts and ministries in the body. There's teaching and administration and compassion and, amen, self-sacrificing service, amen. There's nine specific gifts of the Spirit, amen, that are the work, amen, the operation and manifestation and the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. And they're going to operate by and through the unction of the Holy Ghost, amen. Anything that you want to do, amen. Anything that you can do, anything that you enjoy doing, amen. It's a gift that comes from God and God will anoint it and he's going to use your gift for him if he'll use the gift for him if you'll put it in your, his hands. If you'll put it in his hands. And there's no better fulfillment than letting God use what you have for his glory you want to be fulfilled in life then give God what you have and let God begin to use it and I promise you'll be fulfilled and you'll find your purpose you'll find the whole reason why you were created come on somebody and you're going to find fulfillment through that and you're going to be blessed and you're going to bless others and you're going to walk in his purpose and his anointing. Amen. Come on now. It's time. Amen. It's time to wake up. It's time to rise up. Amen. It's time to let God use our lives. It's time to go back to our purpose. Amen. Come on now. You were created for a great purpose. You were created for a reason. And God wants to use it in this very season. Amen. But you've just got to be willing to give him what's in your hand. Amen. You just got to give it to him and trust him with it. Amen. You see all the examples of what he's done. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And he'll still use what you got. Praise the Lord. I didn't have a whole lot. Amen. But what I had, I knew. I gave it to God. Amen. And God took it and multiplied it and multiplied it and multiplied it and multiplied it. Praise God. Amen. Are y'all with me today? 
So it's time for the servants of the Lord, amen, to rise up. It's time to unbury, amen, that talent. It's time to let God use your life. Come on, stay to your feet this morning.